Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Thematic Podcast. This is season four, and I'm yeah, Craig. I'm sad. I'm sad because this is going to be a hard one. You're not sad. No, I'm not. You're sad. Daniel. I'm Daniel. You're always. He joyful. hates it when I riff in the intro. No, I love it when you riff Perfect. the intro. Good. But you're just lying in this case. Yeah, it is a little bit of a fib. I'm not sad, but I am a little intimidated by this question. I just found out about three seconds ago, and this is a tough one. Here we go, folks. This came through Instagram. Very simple. Why believe in the Trinity? There's a lot of people out there who are not Trinitarian. I would say that Orthodox Christianity is Trinitarian. I think I agree with that. You think? Yeah. Oh, guys, it's about to get on fire oh, today. Oh, man. I don't know here. I don't know. No, I think I agree with this statement that Orthodox... I don't know. We're going to lose followers right here, buddy. I know. That's a... why I'm nervous. Like, I don't want to... But at the same time, I want to talk about because okay. I think I Let can learn something. Let me ask you a simple question. What? Do you believe that God the Father is God? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus is God? Yeah. Do you believe the Holy Spirit is God? Yeah, that's a trinity. Do you believe that... The Father, the Son, and the Spirit are three distinct persons within the one unified Godhead. Yes. That's the Trinity. I, I didn't say I didn't believe in the Trinity. I don't know if I can explain why it's so important to believe in it. Okay, so the, I can explain why well, it's so well, important. Okay, go ahead. If something's true, that is enough reason to be, to want to believe in it. I think what's behind this question, I think what's behind this question is why believe in it? So what, what uh, if your answer is because it's true, that's why you believe in it. Okay, we could end the episode there, but I think it's he's this question asker, he or she or whoever is like, what benefit do I get? Why is it important? Oh, that's how you're reading it. That's how, yeah, that's why I'm like, I you know, that's I not believe, really how I'm reading it. I believe it because it's true. I don't know if I can extrapolate all the benefits or reasons why. Okay, I think this conversation needs to be twofold then, because Daniel, there's a lot of people that do not believe that it's true. Oh yeah, that's crazy. And to this me. person Sorry. may be asking. Why would I believe in a Trinity a lot of my, when the yeah. Bible says there's one God? It sounds like you're polytheistic. So why would I believe in that? I know. I and think I'm being biblical by saying there's only, uh, there is no Trinity because there's one God. So we and, need to and start, Trinity doesn't appear in the Bible. The word Trinity. The, so that is true. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. Yeah. So can we start with the let's do that? That will that help. Now it seems like we both just oh that's a foregone conclusion that it's true. A lot of people don't believe yeah. it is true. So it's very so, true to me, and um, you demonstrated it really well by the questions. That was a great. I actually hadn't seen that method. That's awesome. I'm oh, gonna I'm cool. gonna take it and use it. Thank you. Uh, I've always used the C.S. Lewis, you know, the music on the page symphony, and but it's like it's kind of ethereal. Yours is super direct and just kind of like just a tiger. It's a tiger kung fu move. So I don't know why other people believe, but I think if you could put it simply, because the word Trinity is not in the Bible, so it's not like there's a verse that says there's a Trinity. You should believe in it. I, I think that what the church, theologians, believers have done is tried to take a, a genuine um, inventory of the entirety of Scripture mm -hmm. and the story of God and how he's interacted with humanity and the different, many, many, many different accounts of how God expresses himself. And we see, mm -hmm. uh, we see God the Father show up. We see him refer to himself in that way. 
Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we see God incarnate. Mm-hmm. And then we see the Holy Spirit, who Jesus talks about, it's better that I go because then the promise of the Father will be sent to you. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about the Father, and then there's him, and then there's this other thing that's going to... And so it's like mm-hmm. what we've taken is all of these things and tried to somehow put some degree of wording to what it is that we probably can't really fully understand. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with all that. I would say to to represent the people who don't believe in the Trinity. A lot of my new LDS friends that I think are awesome people and love Jesus, they don't believe in it. Really? Um, yeah. Is that the official LDS? That's, I believe that's the official. I'm not a, um LDS. I would love people in the comments to like educate us if I'm wrong. But my viewpoint is the what I hear from my very very devoted LDS friends is their viewpoint is that Jesus wasn't necessarily God himself. He was the son of God, totally distinct from God. And through his obedience, he was sort of granted God-like status. And the reason that's important to them is because they believe every human through obedience and faithfulness to the father, because Jesus is the first fruits of the rest of us. He's like the eldest born son. We can all have and be co-heirs with Christ in that blessing. That's how they would express it. And that's where you get the belief that Satan and Jesus were brothers um, is because he was a created being that's important to their theology other yes. people so believe, that's not orthodox christianity I, no i agree has. i agree with that i agree <laughs> with that we were reading the question different yeah, yeah. i think we established that the other group of people believe that the trinity was decided at the council of nicaea and it was decided because the emperor at the time um in order to not have his power constantine to have his power questioned jesus was such this big upcoming figure then you had to make him a god it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, that's okay to worship Jesus because he is a God. So there are people, I'm representing the other side, there are people who are like, well, of course the Trinity is a thing. And it was decided at the Council of Nicaea because the emperor was threatened by this normal man. So they believe the true story is he's a normal man that did a godlike thing and was granted a godlike status. But the king had to make the official narrative. Now he was God all the time because then he's not threatened. So those are the viewpoints. So I just wanted to, they uh, because I've studied it out quite a bit because I have where I live. I have to have a study to show myself approved. I have a mm-hmm. reason for thinking the way. To be fair, I believe the way that you believe because I see that the Holy Spirit is omniscient. And that's only God can have that quality. I see Jesus present both in Theophanies and Christophanies. And I see him in the Which scripture. Is a, an appearing of God or Christ in the Old Testament. Correct. Uh, I see him present in creation and things made through him. So he is timeless, like God only. Right. And we know God the Father is God. So I so I only, t- I don't care about the Council of Nicaea. I don't care about theories. I care what the scripture says. And I can see those three beings are the only beings that display God's power. And that's why I believe it. Right. So those are my reasons, but I wanted to understand the other side. Okay. Yeah, there's a few passages. Um, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen, seen the, Father. the Father. Colossians 1 says, uh, literally, in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Come on. For from him, by him, and for him, all things were created. Um, everything's going to be put under the feet of Jesus. So, yeah. So, And I like the story that God himself came down in the form of Jesus or Jesus is God. Like it's, it's his, 
his will and intent. And then when Jesus says, nevertheless, not my will, but your be done, it demonstrates that he is an individual too. Right. So the story is, even though I don't understand it because his ways are higher and we don't have that ability, I'm okay with that. The creator of the universe has the ability to be three distinct beings in one. I'm good with that. I'd prefer to worship someone who's way bigger than me and higher than me, but it's still the story, the narrative's intact that a loving God did the unbelievable. And then a loving son who was part of the God was torn from him for a moment when he took on our sin and he still did the thing of his own free will. And then, then he advocates for the Holy Spirit going, you know, who's even better than me, the Holy Spirit who will never leave you omniscience. That's why it's a great, not only do I believe it's factual, I believe it's a beautiful story that represents the heart of our God. Right. So that's why I believe it. Um, yeah. And then there's so much that could be said to answer the question, why should you believe that the Trinity is real? Or why should you believe that our God who is one is composed of three persons in the Godhead? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot that could be said, but that was a lot of it. So maybe (laughs) at this point you did a thing. thing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, even in the Old Testament, it was prophesied Emmanuel, God with, with us. us yeah. yeah, so there's a lot. So I think for now, let's just assume that that we agree with Orthodox Christianity. We do, yeah, we do. And I, but I would say there are smart people on the other side that are smart. And my question to you, I know what I believe. Do you believe you can be a Christian and not believe this? <sighs> that is a tough question. Um, I <laughs> that's why I didn't want to tackle this one necessarily. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a tough one because of that's a big dividing line. I don't think you could be a Christian if your argument is that Jesus isn't God. Do I think that if your concept conception of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit is, I don't know what the theological term is, maybe oneness or whatever the term is that that those are just different expressions of one god how he expresses himself is the the father son and the spirit but it's one mm-hmm. but not three distinct persons do i think that you can be a saved believer and believe that yeah probably i but i don't think that you can i think you have to believe that jesus is god who came to save you Okay, so here's a challenging question that I've thought a lot about, and I don't know if I, I have a viewpoint, but I don't know if it's the right answer. So there's the story that when I was 14, the thing that one of the things that began my journey of really wanting to know the Bible was the kid in Africa. You know what I'm talking about? How can a kid in Africa be saved if he doesn't hear the exact version of what we're telling, right? Because Romans one is pretty clear. So, so what if that kid doesn't understand the Trinity? Can he be saved by looking at God's invisible qualities in nature, understanding in part, yielding in humility? I. What about the thief on the cross? Did he know Jesus was God or did he believe that he was sent by God? Messiah doesn't mean God, it's sent one. They didn't, I would Messiah make... Messiah means anointed one. Anointed one. Well, yeah, agreed. But anointed to in the Old Testament, yeah. 
they were, it wasn't Messiah, like Samuel and David were the same person. It was anoint. There was anointing that was passed. Yeah, no, so, it is true that the word Messiah or Christ was not explicitly to be used for yes, the God of incarnate. There are different people called Messiah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, anointed. So ones my or point saviors. is that thief on the cross, which we have made case in other episodes that we believe he was with the. F- with yeah, Jesus, he, he, you will be with me. Yeah, he was saying. I don't know if that guy knew that that was God. <sighs> yeah, and my standpoint the, is, I don't believe it's necessary for salvation. That is my current viewpoint. I'm willing to change, but I find too many exceptions. What I would say is, I think all mature believers who are seeking to understand God in as much as possible will inevitably come to this conclusion that it's true. Hmm. But I believe that faith in Jesus Christ of Nazareth is essential for salvation. Hmm. His death, burial, and resurrection. Correct. It's a challenging question. This is challenging, folks. We're putting ourselves out here because <laughs> as Bible teachers and theologians and leaders, it, you know, you're getting to experience having conversations of yeah. like, well, what are we at? Well, you bring up the thief. Well, okay, good point. He probably didn't believe this, but you know, we think he's saved. And so, um, yeah, David's little baby who he, he says in scripture, like I'll see him again. He's referring to the afterlife. So that's where we get our scripture where babies can be set. That kid didn't know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess my belief is that there's there's a different so, so that's, standard or different so that's way age that of accountability. With... But thief was over the age of accountability for no, sure. You're right. You're right. You're right. I don't know. So I just think it's not I, super I, cut and dry. Yeah, going down the road of us deciding if each individual person is saved or not saved is a weird road road to go down. But it's a different road from saying okay based on where I sit now, based on what I know, based on what the scripture teaches, do I believe that the Trinity is is real, mm-hmm. that Jesus is fully God in the flesh, and that the Holy Spirit is fully God? Yes, yes I do. Yes, I do believe that. And I think you should believe it. I think you should too. Just Can but, you get in, we made, quote unquote, get in without believing it? Dude. I don't know. We made half of Christianity mad when we said, we don't think baptism is necessary for salvation. We made it. Half of the world mad because half of them believe that. That's but we, we we did go, but we think you should. So yeah. now I'm making you mad, not mad, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's necessary for my viewpoint of salvation is it's like Jesus gets the ball to the 99.9% yard line and you can be the clumsiest durfus and just grab <laughs> the ball lay into the end zone because he loves us so much. He's like, I'm bringing it freaking all the way and all I need is like a little tiny bit of you to believe like I am who I say I am and like, let's go. Like, that's just how I see him. So it's so hard for me to be like, well, all these technical things, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I just see Jesus bringing everything and like you get a score and then he puts you on his shoulders. He's like, he did it. And you're like, I freaking did it. You know? And it's like, he did it all. Wow. It's just how I see him. It's so hard for me to see it any other way. I don't okay. know, man. Well, let's move to the second part of the question then the way that you read it, which would, what, yeah. what would the practical value be or what? Yeah. What, what does it help? What does it matter? Yeah. So to say, other yeah. than 
believing the truth. Yeah. Believing the truth is it, it's, that's a point. I'll put that on a scoreboard. I want to believe the truth so that I don't fall for lies. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but it's a good question. What, what's the practical benefit? Um, well, I, I would, I'll kick it off. Okay. If you, if you don't believe that the Holy Spirit is the full presence of God in your life, you're probably not going to believe that you have the degree of dunamis power yeah. that you actually have to overcome sin or to do great exploits for God. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this passage in Romans that I love. It It's talking about, I think it's chapter six. It says, you know, basically we were slaves to sin. Mm-hmm. Now you're free. You are free, bro. Like one, <laughs> I don't think it says bro. <laughs> <laughs> new, new living might. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but then it has this. You are free, my guy. <laughs> my guy. Listen, my guy. <laughs> These things have no grip on you. Believe it. We should do a series where we translate scriptures into like modern talk. That would be fun. <laughs> Listen, you are free. No cap. Okay. <laughs> you are free. No cap, my guy. Uh, but then it says, so must you consider yourself mm-hmm. free from sin. And I think that this so is... So you must agree with your freedom. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a reality that is 100% true. That's really good. But yeah. if you don't believe and live into that reality, for you, the substance of that truth is not going to be yeah. real. You might as well be believing the old lie. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And so if if I don't believe that the Holy Spirit is God, is with me, or I think that he is just like an it, like a, a philosophy, or I don't know. I'm not going to experience the fullness of what he wants mm-hmm. to offer and do in me. Mm-hmm. So I would say that that's a very big practical reason yeah, that's beyond great... the fact that it's true of why you ought to believe. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's really great. I would say my thought was something similar is that the Bible declares that the new covenant is in, is fuller or better than the old where the blood of bulls and goats couldn't do X, Y, Z. And so Jesus even says, it's better that I go. So this one would come And in the old Testament, the Holy spirit would light upon or temporarily be with people for some purpose that God had designed. And in the new covenant, we get him with us always. So I was going to say something really similar is that that stamp of the Holy spirit is described as a seal on our life. And it's also proof that this covenant is a fuller covenant of God's promise. And so that's important that you know that you're in the apex covenant that God designed to redeem humanity. That's what you get to live in. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's important. Um, that'll disarm a lot of the enemy's lies. When God's with you always, um, right? Like he's keeping a promise that he made to us. So I, I would agree. And only God is omniscient. And so I actually have a lot. I think most people are pre- like... I think most people, even on the other side, that don't believe in the Trinity. They believe in the duality. They're like, yeah, I see God the Father. I get the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. I could get that. But then they're like, but Jesus though, which is interesting because Jesus is really probably the most important individual in the Trinity for us to believe that is God to make the story connect. And there's the most resistance to that. And that's another evidence to me that that's a lie. Because if you can believe in the duality, the mechanism that makes an individual too, like, 
you're not far off from a trinity, bro. You know, right. hey, my guy, like the mechanism is there. And the one individual you're struggling with is the linchpin individual. Yeah. Like maybe there's a lot of like radio static around that individual, maybe, which is another reason. I do like to find, I, I do see a lot of interference with the real truths of God that can really make your life better. There's a lot of interference and argument around them. Mm-hmm. So that can also be evidence. Hmm. Good question. Great question. You're yeah. Smart. Some, somebody smart (laughs) sent this one in. (laughs) My point is you've found a question. I love this one. I love when my kids find them. They're like, Hey, if this is true, I'm like, Oh, you did it. You look so close that you have found something that Bible scholars, you know, 70% say this, but there's still a smart 30% that can see the possibility of another side. Um, that's powerful to me. And I don't believe, so we've already established, we both believe in the Trinity and mm-hmm. for what basic reasons, I don't think people that don't believe it are totally misled demon demoniacs or idiots. I think that all of us are on a journey to understand the fullness of God and we can't get it here in all the way. Hmm. I, 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 we see in a glim dark or a, a mirror darkly mm-hmm. and, um, it's the honor of God to cons- or it's the privilege of God to conceal a thing in the honor of kings to seek it out. Like there are evidence in the Bible where God's like the seven thunders speak to John and the angels like, Hey, seal that up. Don't tell anybody. There are things we don't get to know Hmm. and that's okay. Which is why answers aren't the ultimate goal. The relationship is. So if this has been your question, I think I could wrap up my final thoughts by saying, I believe this is true. There's a mountain of evidence that it's true. I believe the council of Nicaea, I would say it's kind of a conspiracy theory. I can see how you would get there, but I believe that Genesis was written way before and we see all that evidence there. So we see God in these three persons throughout the old and the new Testament Mm -hmm. in in many, many different ways. Mm -hmm. And it's important and practical for you to believe the truth as God says it, especially in areas that are contention areas. You'll always, if there's a division or a disagreement among Christians, your goal, I think, should be like, well, I want to know what God, like, I want to know what is true. Whether it means I have to throw out my belief and agree with what's in the Bible, the pursuit should be to find out what's true and not to be right. That's right. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us today with that lively conversation. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? No. I love sometimes <laughs> that in an episode, like you'll kind of go inward and you're like, th- I feel like you're thinking. Are you oh, still? Yeah. Well, I'm a deep thinker. So you are. sometimes you're talking and I'm like <laughs> going. Anything coming out? No, no. I mean, I think, I think we landed, you know. Do you have any final thoughts? I'm glad that you're a Trinitarian. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were going to have to kick me out, huh? <laughs> I, I thought we were going to be canceled. I thought I was going to have to cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> you believed wrong, you're out. No. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This is this is what it is to be thematic, talking through these hard subjects. Yeah. And some of them are explicitly theological, and what's this verse mean? And some of them are, hey, how do I treat my cat? And... You know, or, <laughs> how do I treat my I, like, like, that's well, cats or week. demons? That's so. next week's episode, exactly. <laughs> no, seriously, no, but okay. we should. Yeah, we should. Dylan, answer, submit the question real quick. Yeah. How do I treat my cat? I, I, I it's, will... it's very easy for me. God created everything except for cat. Yeah, yeah. So I, we agree. <laughs> 
again, we agree. So, so we believe in the Trinity and that cats are from the devil. I do want to say, since we have one minute and 20 seconds left, it's okay to question everything. I really believe that I was raised Trinitarian. I, it's like a lot of my beliefs were given to me and I'm like, yeah, that's true. Right. And at some point when I was in my thirties or, you know, twenties or whatever, I started to be like, wait, is that actually true? Like, or where do I get that belief? Mm -hmm. So I want to say like, like, don't be afraid. There is backlash when you start questioning things. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing is that God is so faithful that when you seek and knock, he's going to answer. There might be disruption. There might be peer pressure. There might be things like that. But I'm confident in our friendship. I haven't found anything that we really disagree on that's pivotal. Um, because I believe you are on your own earnestly seeking and so am I. And, um, Jesus is the, the Bible, Jesus is the tuning fork and we might have to do different degrees of tuning, but we have a third point of reference outside of us and the Mm -hmm. Holy spirit is helping us get in tune with that. Right. And then even when that goes away, we play the same note. It's like, okay, that sounds great. We're in tune with each other because we tune to this perfect thing. Right. So it's okay to question like everything that. and you should. Um, Jesus isn't scared of your questions. He's not scared of it. The truth holds up always. That's right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Would you leave a comment and a review on wherever you're getting this? We'd, we'd appreciate that. Help, it helps get the word out. And you can find us at thematicpodcast.com or logicostministries.com or on all the different social media channels. We'll see you next time. Peace.